The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to HubSpot Podcast Network Week on the MarTech Podcast. This week, we're going to learn about marketing from one of the leaders of the marketing team at one of the world's most important marketing companies. With us today is Kieran Flanagan, who is the Senior Vice President of Marketing at HubSpot, a leading growth platform comprised of a marketing hub, sales hub, and service hub, and a powerful free CRM that enables marketers to grow better. This podcast is also a member of the HubSpot Podcast Network, which makes them the presenting sponsor of the MarTech Podcast. So far this week for HubSpot Podcast Network, Kieran and I have discussed HubSpot's marketing strategies, where content fits into those strategies. And yesterday we talked about why HubSpot decided to build a podcast network. I think the takeaway there is their goal is to be the hub for helping business creators get educated and grow. And so today we're going to talk about some of the behind the scenes activities of building HubSpot's podcast network. All right, here's the fourth part of my conversation with Kieran Flanagan, the SVP of marketing at HubSpot. Kieran, welcome back to HubSpot Podcast Network Week on the MarTech Podcast. Thanks. Having me back. Excited to do day four. Excited to chat about some of the behind the scenes creation of the HubSpot Podcast Network. As we discussed yesterday, HubSpot's putting together this collaborative environment for creators to not only get access to the HubSpot community network, but also work with each other. So when you decided that, hey, we're going to go and we're going to start working with creators, we're not going to buy shows, we're going to support creators and help connect them. Talk to me about what you had to do to actually make it a reality. What were the steps? Yeah, we first of all researched, asked our customers the kind of content that they would consume on podcasts, asked them about the challenges they have with podcasts. I'm sure you as a successful podcaster and someone who has a great podcast and a great business around podcasts know that one of the core challenges for people is just discovery of podcasts. Like, how do I find these things? How do I find ones that are relevant to me? So the first thing we started with was, okay, like what are all the things that people want to learn through podcasts? And then got all of that information and we're like, well, we cannot create all of this stuff ourselves. Again, if I think about the buy, build, collaborate, this was a great example of where we could see that actually our job is to create some of these things and to collaborate with great creators to provide some of these things for our audience. So then we came up with the categories and we said, like, these are the places that our audience need help. These are the kind of podcasts that they would really love to listen to. 
And then basically, when I started to talk to creators about this pitch, I'll be honest, when we first put this together and we start, and it'll be interesting to hear your thoughts on this because you were the one who got the pitch and you talked a little bit about it on the previous episode. I thought we would have to do a lot more selling than we had to do. I was like, oh, I don't know if people will get it, right? It's kind of a new thing when you're explaining something new. It may be a process of like a six-month process where we're talking about it month on month. And over time, that creator starts to think, actually, there's real value in this. I'm going to start to see if I should do this and take a chance on this. So for us, we were really blown away by the kind of positive feedback we got from creators. And so for us, we just wanted to get the initial batch of shows for launch. And then we have a whole other batch of shows that we want to launch within the future. I'll be honest, when James reached out and we had our first conversation about the MarTech podcast being a member of the HubSpot podcast network, the conversation went so smoothly that I didn't think it was real. I was in my head being like, okay, what's the angle here of we have a sponsorship model and what we're doing with our sponsorship model very much fit into what HubSpot was asking for and the relationship centers around how do you deliver ads for a brand? You know, how do you insert content to talk about your collaborations with other podcasters? So things like dynamic ad insertion, right? We can put in HubSpot ads wherever we feel is appropriate. We can cross-promote other podcasters' content very easily. So those were things that we didn't necessarily have to build. Those were sort of holes that we'd created in the podcast to dynamically insert our content and our ads anyway. So then the question became, well, do I want to sign a longer-term agreement with a brand like HubSpot what does that mean for the retention of my ownership of the IP and the long-term value of the podcast? And how much do I value what HubSpot can possibly bring in terms of helping me with the show's growth? And I sat back as we were having this first conversation. And ironically, my wife texted me a bunch of like dancing people, gifts and emojis because <laughs> she accepted a job. So I had to stop this conversation I was having with James, the person on your BD team, where he was describing this podcast network that allowed me to retain ownership, fit into our existing sponsorship model, was going to provide a promotional component and also allow me to collaborate with other great podcasters, which I know has a growth impact. And I'm sitting here saying this is like the next iteration, the next step, a step level function forward for the MarTech podcast. And my wife got a promotion at the same time. It was honestly the best hour I've had <laughs> since pre-COVID. It was just this wonderful sort of everything happening all at once. And I had to like take a step back and be like, all right, how does this go bad? Like, where does this long-term relationship potentially, I still can't have figured it out. I just was so overwhelmingly positive about the possibilities of working with HubSpot and the value that they would bring outside of, you know, the sort of like payment for sponsorship activities and, and that sort of stuff. It was all these other services that were coming along. I That's what really got me about like, well, there's no reason why I wouldn't do this. It, it's going to help me grow the show. I still own it. I still get make all the editorial decisions and I get to work with all these other great people. So without me singing your praises all that much, I loved your approach to building the podcast network. I'm very excited to be a member of it. You had to go and find the podcasts and give them this pitch. So how did you figure out who you wanted to work with? You go through your song and dance, and then you have to get through launch. Talk me through the podcast sourcing, and then what did you do once you got everyone signed up? It came soon after we had acquired the hustle. And so the hustle, I think, set us up pretty well to speak to Sam Parr, who is the founder of the hustle, great creator, 
that was really the first acquisition we did as we were trying to build out this media team. So even just that process gave us good experience to go and talk to creators about doing this collaboration. What we did was we took the information from our customer base. We plotted out the categories of content that they most wanted to listen to through podcasts. So specifically, what content would you like to hear on podcasts? We broke that up into different sections, startups, marketing, sales. RevOps was one of those. And then we just went to look to see what content fitted with what our audience were looking for. Again, the cool thing was we made a list. We wanted to start with five we would approach, hoping we would get the one that we wanted on board. And if they didn't want to come on board, we would get another one on board and then work towards getting eventually all five on board. Finally, you worked your way down to the MarTech podcast. No, like that's the crazy thing is we didn't have to really sell much. So there wasn't really anyone who said no. I thought the process of getting all of the creators on board would be a lot more elongated than it was. I thought that would be the holdup. It really wasn't the holdup. There is a couple of other podcasts we've talked to and we're excited to get on board. And the only reason they're not on board on the initial launch is because they can't actually start to do this until the start of next year. So the only no's we got were not a, we don't want to join this. It was really just a timing issue. Actually, we wanted to sign up. This is the thing we want to do. We're committed to do this thing this year, but the start of next year, we would love to join the podcast network. And so the process was actually quite smooth. We built categories, built a podcast list, and people we reached out to, for the most part, said yes. So you put together this all-star roster of podcasts, everything from EO on Fire, Being Boss, you mentioned marketing, sales, RevOps, Make My First Million as well, really notable podcasts. And then you have to make sure that everybody understands the standards and actually think about launch. Talk to me about what went into formalizing the podcast network and then some of the announcements that you made this week. I will say that you have worked with the person who is the brains behind this, and I want to give her all credit, which is Alana. All of those things, Alana made happen. I did not make happen. She has been so passionate about building this kind of small community of creators and making sure that during those conversations, again, this would be really interesting to hear how you thought about this. The thing that we were most nervous about when we started to work with creators is they think that we want to own the editorial. We don't. We want to have a community where we can talk about what's upcoming in the shows because it helps us to create more contextual content that we can map to podcasts. If you recall in a previous episode, how do we monetize mediums? We really try to think about the best path from that medium into discovering information about HubSpot. No different than podcasts. If we know what all of these creators are creating, we can create bespoke content for those shows. So instead of us just having the same ad across every episode or the same way you learn about HubSpot across every episode, we can contextually map content to the thing that you or any of the other creators are creating. So that was one of the things we wanted to your point of like, how do we get people to adhere to the same things, rules and practices? We tried to not make it seem like we were going to step all over how they did their thing, how they put together their editorial. We wanted to try to add value to it, not ruin the way that they did their shows. You know, I think that this sort of, I don't know whether to call it collaboration or roll up or type of strategy that HubSpot is implementing here is relevant for whenever you are trying to herd cats, right? Get a group of people together. The approach is we're not going to dictate what you have to do. We're trying to understand what you're doing so we can support you. And, and HubSpot did a nice job of saying, hey, here's some of the deliveries. Here's some of the dates. Here's some of the standards, you know, in terms of brand standards, logos, how you talk about the network, how you talk about the podcast. Like, here's how we all work together in a not only seamless, but consistent fashion. But a lot of it was also like, you do you, boo-boo, like, go create the podcast. And we've got some other content creators that tell us what you're working on. And 
we can connect you so you guys can collaborate as well. Talk to me about the actual launch announcement. Where did this fit in HubSpot's greater strategies? Was this something that you were just trying to get up, get launched, move as quickly as possible? Or was there a lot of effort and thought put into the specific timing of the launch? The hustle was the first thing that we did to really start to bring our vision of the education inspiration to life. And we want to have near enough consistent things that excite the market in terms of what we're doing, like launching every couple of months. So we did the hustle in February. We launched that. We're still getting our feet beneath us in terms of how we work with that team. It's gone again. I have to say it's gone better than I ever would have thought. That team are incredible to work with. I love working with the hustle crew. They're awesome. And then we were really excited to be able to have another announcement that fit with that vision three months later. So we did that February. We're doing this May. We have something else we're launching in June, which I'm very, very, very excited, but I can't mention. And then we have a couple of more launches throughout the year. So we're trying to space them out. But every kind of quarter, we want something exciting to launch that moves us towards that vision. And it's all going to be under the umbrella of this kind of education inspiration for business builders. And it's going to be things that either HubSpot create or we collaborate with great creators to create. I think that that's really insightful from a macro perspective of where does this podcast network launch fit into the rest of HubSpot's efforts? It's like there is a consistent theme here. We bought the hustle. We're focusing on education and content. We're launching a podcast network. There's this other super secret thing that Kieran can't even tell me about that's happening next month. And all of a sudden, this is starting to feel as much of a operational marketing strategy of how to get into podcasts. It also feels very much like a brand play. Hey, we're making these large announcements. We're leveraging sort of the PR of doing all these launches to stay relevant, to stay topical. And here's ways to continue to engage. So Kieran, you know, am I right? Is this sort of a strategic brand play as much as it is about the ongoing operations and an embedding in a different medium of content? So we are a software company. I want to make sure I don't lose that in this conversation. And I think most of what we want to tell the market is we're the CRM for scaling companies. I think the consistent launch of things, there is some amount of that. All press is good press. And so people are speaking about this. I think people are taking notice from the things that I see on Twitter and LinkedIn. I think more and more companies are starting to see there is a lot of advantages from having this kind of media team exist within our company. But the consistent launching is more because we have such conviction about this. I think I talked about that in a previous episode where great companies differentiate themselves in only a couple of ways. You could be table stakes in all places, but you need to have conviction about a couple. And in the same way, we have such conviction about inbound marketing, publisher for your market, create educational content. We have that same conviction about being the place for education and inspiration for business builders. So the consistent launch is just to make sure that we feel internally that we are making progress and we externally show our audience and our customers how we're going to continue to serve them through content. I think that the lesson here from a macro marketing perspective is getting the right people on board. Don't overburden them with restrictions. Allow them to do the things that they want to do. Find a way to create value and give value. And that creates value for yourself as well. And then also this idea that when you're constantly staying in the news cycle, when you're launching new things, when you're staying active and building your business, gives you a reason to have that positive press and helps build the brand as a 
gentle benefit, even if it's not the primary reason for building the business. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Kieran Flanagan, SVP of Marketing at HubSpot, for joining us. If you'd like to hear more of Kieran and HubSpot's tips for driving successful marketing campaigns, we're going to publish an episode every day this week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and check back with us tomorrow morning when we wrap up HubSpot Podcast Network Week by talking about HubSpot's plans to scale its podcast network. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to get in touch with Kieran, you could find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is searchbrat, S-E-A-R-C-H-B-R-A-T. Or you could visit his personal website, which is kieranflanagan.io. That's K-I-E-R-A-N-F-L-A-N-A-G-A-N.io. Of course, you could visit his company's website. It's hubspot.com. Or if you're interested in learning about the HubSpot Podcast Network, you can go to hubspot.com slash podcast network. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our once a week newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.